Hey there, everybody. My name is David Harris, and I'm your host tonight here on the Locked On Bucks podcast. Thanks, as always, for joining us for another episode here today. Uh, for those of you who want to find me and, and communicate with me about the Buccaneers or anything, anything else NFL-related, you can find me on Twitter at dh82 underscore bucks. Uh, you can also find my written work on the Pewter Plank over at thepewterplank.com, part of the Fanside Network. You can find that account on Twitter as well at the Pewter Plank. My co-host, my partner in crime, as as it were, James Yarko, is not with us tonight. However, you can find him as always on Twitter at jyarko underscore bucks. Also, you can find his written content on the Pewter Plank as well. So, getting right into it um, here, here in this episode, it's it's the end of the season. It's the end of the year for the Buccaneers. Really, today the players cleaned out their lockers. They turned in whatever they needed to turn in. They had whatever discussions with their coaches or with each other that needed to have and they went their separate ways you know some will go on vacation some will go do some off-season workouts Uh, most of them will do a little bit of both but as it were the Buccaneers as we know them are no longer you know in 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 the uh, or on the premises they're one buck and they have have begun their off-season stuff the the coaches and the the rest of the staff will continue to work as they always do throughout the off-season and and start building towards what the 2018 Buccaneers are going to look like. So in this episode, we're going to kind of talk about what they talked about. So Dirk Cutter had his final press conference for the year, kind of put a bow on everything, wrapped everything up. We're going to listen in on one of his comments that he made during his press conference and discuss that. And then we're going to hear from a couple players. One is is a guy that I think many or most Bucks fans are kind of hoping will return. And we'll hear a little bit of his thoughts and we'll talk about some things that kind of happened on social media regarding him and then we'll uh, we'll talk about another player that you know uh, isn't necessarily a fan favorite but uh, got a vote of confidence from the old ball coach today and uh, and so we'll, we'll kind of address that whole situation as well all on uh, this episode of the Lockdown Bucks podcast we we have enough talent on offense to score more points all right we so score more points that's that's one issue the number number two biggest issue on our football team is we can't get pressure with a four-man rush. Okay, that's I'm not telling anybody any big secrets here. So those words there from head coach Dirk Cutter, again, from his press conference today, uh, wrap, kind of wrapping up everything for the year and, and his thoughts going into the offseason and what the direction of the franchise is. And, and you heard the two things he said there as, as being kind of the biggest issues for the team moving into 2018, and that being scoring and pass rush. And uh, just like he said there at the end of that clip, not anything that's a secret, not anything that's going to blow anybody's minds here listening to this episode. But, you know, the, the two most important things that, that are happening on the football field, and and that is how many points you can put on the board and how many points your defense can prevent the other guy from putting on the board. So very, very simple, simple formula, simple formula there uh, for, for the team to to attack and for – and areas for Jason Light to really get out there and, and start looking at some of the uh, the draft prospects and the free agents out there on the market. And, you know, to kind of put those put all that stuff in, in perspective, the, the Buccaneers weren't exactly the worst team in the NFL this season when it came to scoring. That uh, distinct honor, as you would, you know, if you would, uh, belongs to the Cleveland Browns, no surprise there, followed by the New York Giants and the Indianapolis Colts rounding out the bottom three. The Buccaneers actually ranked 18th in the league in offensive scoring with 335 points scored on the year. So 
not terrible, you know, but not top 15, not top 10, not where you want to be if you're going to be a successful NFL franchise. And looking at the top 10, you've only got two teams in the top 10 in scoring this season who didn't make the playoffs, one of those being the Detroit Lions and the other one being the Baltimore Ravens. And the Baltimore Ravens were, you know, a blown defensive assignment away from actually making the playoffs. And then if you look below the Buccaneers, you've got two teams in the playoffs who scored fewer points. Uh, The Tennessee Titans, who scored 334 points, so one point less than the Buccaneers did on offense. And the Buffalo Bills, who put up 302 points. So, and that that kind of brings up an interesting topic because something that, that James and I talked about yesterday was the contrast between Marcus Mariota and James Winston. And I kind of made the comment about, you know, the, the Titans are winning more in spite of Marcus Mariota's flaws than they are due to Marcus Mariota's uh, genius, as, as it were. But as you see there, the, the Buccaneers actually, even with their injuries and with their running game issues and, and all that, actually put up more points than the Titans did. But, you know, again, talking complimentary football, right? And the pass rush, we don't, we don't need any stats to support that. We all kind of know how that's sitting. Uh, there, there rarely was a pass rush, and, and when there was, it was it was few and far between, never really all that consistent. One pro bowler going, uh, going to the all-star game there from the defensive front, being Gerald McCoy, no surprise there. Uh, the man was, was basically born into a Pro Bowl jersey. It would, it would kind of appear. But, you know, it, it's good to hear Dirk Cutter address those two things as, as areas that he's going to focus on and hopefully areas that he and Jason are going to focus on because as, as a fan base and as most of the media has pointed out, those are the two things, you know, starting fast, finishing drives, and finishing games are, are kind of the biggest, the three things that the Buccaneers really did not do all that well during the season and scoring more points is obviously going to help that and uh, getting a pass rush up front with your front four is is also going to do that and I'm kind of encouraged by that because he did say the uh, he did mention the number four specifically I'm not a fan of the uh, the theory that maybe the Buccaneers would move to a three four front Uh, I believe that you know as ineffective as it has been this roster is even less equipped to switch to a three four you know, so more to follow on that, of course, obviously it's, that's not a done deal necessarily, but, uh, I was personally encouraged to, to hear Dirk say the number four and, and, and when he's talking about his organic pass rush. So those, that's just one clip of, of what Dirk Cutter said. You know, he, he said plenty more and, and that audio came off of Buccaneers.com. So shout out to them for providing that content and, and putting that up there on their website. So I could go over there and grab that and bring it to you and talk about that. And, uh, you know, coming up next, we're going to, we're going to talk about, one of the one of the guys whose job it is to protect Jameis Winston. Some of you don't necessarily want to see him back. We'll uh, we'll hear a little bit from him uh, again from the Buccaneers website and, and the press conferences at the end of the season, and discuss that as well right here on the Locked On Bucks podcast. For me, uh, really just more production. Um, I, I, me personally, I haven't reached my ceiling yet. Um, Still getting better, still learning. Um, yeah, so you know, it's just it's, it's next year gonna be big. You know, it's, it's it's a lot that I'm learning about myself that I found out about myself. Um, so that voice there that you just heard was the voice of Buccaneers left tackle Donovan Smith, coming off of his third season, and 
you know, Donovan has has caught a whole lot of flack from from the media, from from uh, Buccaneers fans, and and most of it for good reason. You know, there's 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 been some questionable moments in his career and, and some some issues there with him at left tackle, and uh, you know he's he's definitely not uh, off base when he talks about he's still he's got some things to work work with and and work for. But but something that that Coach Cutter mentioned in his his own press conference was was that he believes the Buccaneers have an offensive line in the top half of the NFL. And, and I'm not, uh, I'm not a huge next gen stat type of guy and, and all that, but you know, he, uh, he kind of alluded to some of the injuries that happened and, and everything else. And, you know, evaluation is, is not a, a definite type of a science, you know, it's, it's all kind of in the eye of the beholder, but finishing the season with two starting offensive linemen from your beginning, from your, from your starting crew is, is just as big a problem as having, blocking issues up front as far as I'm concerned and you know you don't you never want to blame guys necessarily for injuries injuries happen that's part of the game we all know that but when you look at Donovan Smith and he mentioned Donovan you know fighting through some injuries and without getting deeper into the weeds on that one I don't know if if these are injuries that normal players wouldn't be playing with or if these are injuries that you know just just run-of-the-mill NFL injuries I don't want to minimize the type of, of of damage these guys take to their bodies doing this for uh, for a profession, but you know, at the end of the day, there there's kind of a an average line there. And if Donovan's dealing with injuries that are kind of average for an NFL offensive lineman, well, uh, you know, without sounding heartless, you're not going to get a whole lot of credit, at least from from this side of things, for it. But the young man's got to get better, you know. And, and I will give him credit. I think that this season was probably his best of his career. Um, again, without diving too deep into next gen stats, and and I haven't gone back and watched you know all 22 or on on all 16 games, just kind of isoed him and, and watched every single snap that he took. But generally speaking, I felt like this season overall, he had a better year than he had had in the past. So that's that's somewhat encouraging. And at the same time, I, I then also look at the draft board and I kind of wonder where his replacement's going to come from. You know, I don't know if you're really looking to bring a free agent in, uh, bring a veteran guy in and kind of kind of start fresh from on James's uh, blindside protection there. Or if if you want to give Donovan another year, and and you, the the Buccaneers may not have a choice at the at the end of the day, depending on draft prospects and free agent you know prospects and all that stuff, because left tackles aren't aren't cheap. So if they bring in a veteran, they're going to be bringing in a veteran who one was allowed to walk away or released from his previous team, right? So there's always a question of why was he let go from his other team if he's if he's all that great, and then number two. Uh, you know, you're you're talking about overpaying for for an older person, typically not a guy that's most free agent offensive linemen are going to be, you know, five year five year prospects who are at the top of their physical or physical conditioning. They're they tend to be a little bit older, you know, longer in the tooth, so to speak. Really good left tackles don't hit the free agent market all that often. Um, and then the and then the NFL draft, like I said, the only offensive lineman really. As of right now, which is still four months away, four and a half months away from really having any clue as to what the Buccaneers will do in the draft and where prospects are going to land. As of right now, there aren't any left tackles that jump out as a number seven overall pick. Uh, the only offensive lineman that I've seen so far that would warrant a pick that high would most likely be Quentin Nelson out of Notre Dame. And, and to be quite honest with you, 
Uh, he's a guy that, you know, I'm not as high on as some people are. However, in all fairness, um, I haven't watched everything that I, I will and, and haven't done my due diligence on him that he deserves before I go out there uh, saying he's not a worthy prospect. I'm not saying that. I just I haven't seen enough on him. But honestly, I believe the Buccaneers' interior line may need a little bit more help than the exterior line. You had rotating players at one guard position, then you had some, uh, you, know, you, had a, you had a change from Ali Marpet there at, at the other guard position and some injury concerns and, and everything else, and just some stability at the position, you know. So bringing in a young guy like Quentin Nelson may not be necessarily a bad idea at the at the moment Mika Fitzpatrick is is ahead of him on my list of, of first round prospects there uh, behind Bradley Chubb but again a lot of time between now and then so just something interesting to talk about because Bucks fans haven't really been a fan of Donovan Smith all that much but Dirk Cutter once again we heard the same song last year that he was confident in the Buccaneers offensive line he's saying the same thing again this year saying that they're in the top half of the NFL doesn't mean they won't take strides to at least uh, improve the depth of the offensive line considering the injury problems that the team has had the last two seasons. But, you know, uh, it, it's been said time and time again, the best ability is availability. And at the end of the day, if you're if you're consistently playing with, with an offensive line that is not configured with your starters due to reoccurring injuries, there may be it may come there may come a time where they need to look at replacing some of these players who just can't seem to stay healthy. Uh, however, again, that does not point to Donovan Smith as he has been more, one of the more consistent presences uh, on the offensive line as far as health is concerned. So, again, just uh, some interesting words from him uh, to hear him acknowledge that he's got some things to work on and that he's looking forward to the 2018 season as being a big one for him. There's, there's going to be plenty of talk about the offensive line coming up, I'm sure. Uh, but there was just some words from Donovan himself and kind of my thoughts on those. So coming up here in our final segment for today's episode, uh, we're going to hear from cornerback Brent Grimes, and uh, we're going to hear from him directly uh, again from his post game or his postseason press conferences there at One Buck, and uh, I'll give you my thoughts on what he said. We're going to see you here next year. <laughs> I know that's the question everybody was going to ask, but uh, season just ended. I mean, I'm sorry, I'm a, I can't give y'all a definite answer right now, but I'm definitely going. Uh, you know, I got some stuff to think about, but uh, they they made it clear that they they like what I do, and they would like to have me back. So that's a good thing. Um, but right now, I'm gonna just go home, relax. You know, think about it for a little bit, and then um, I, I'll have my answer. I won't be, I won't have people in limbo too long. Did they put the contract? All right. So straight from the horse's mouth, there, Brent Grimes. The Buccaneers have identified that they want to bring him back uh, for at least one more season, which can't really blame them. As, as he was his, his normal stellar self there on the perimeter for the Buccaneers secondary. And his, his wife, Miko, Miko Grimes, was on social media early this morning and, and into the afternoon a little bit talking about how, you know, retirement plans may be on hold and, and the Buccaneers want him. And they were in, a, in behind closed doors talking. Dirk Cutter mentioned that he talked to Brent uh, today trying to kind of get him to commit to coming back. But as you heard Brent say, you know, he's got some, some things to weigh. He's got a family, he's got a, a son and, and everything else to worry about. And, and, uh, 34 years old, he'll be 35 before the beginning of the 2018 NFL season. So, you know, depending on how his body feels and all that, those will definitely be things that, that get, uh, added into the equation, I'm sure. And a little bit later on there, if you, if you go on the Buccaneers.com and listen to that full conversation there that he had before he left the locker room, 
he was asked just how impactful the return of Dirk Cutter is to his decision, and and you know he kind of played it off a little bit. But I don't know. I have to I have to believe that when you're when you're been in the NFL as long as Brent has, and you're getting to the age uh, that he is in the in the stage of his career that he's in, familiarity and comfortability or comfort with uh, with the coaches has to be at least a, a somewhat significant part of the equation. I don't know if I would put a percentage on how important it is, but it's definitely going to be up there in, in the things that he's going to consider. I, I would have to believe so. Bringing him back, bring Coach Cutter back, and potentially Mike Smith, depending on head coaching job availabilities, and if Mike Smith gets any of those interviews. So far from what I've seen, he has not gotten any uh, interview requests, but that doesn't mean that he won't. Um, you know, But if Mike Smith decides to stay, then I think you know that'll probably help sway Brent's uh, decision a little bit. And at the end of the day, man, I mean, if you if you're going to play professional sports for for a decade or more, you've got to be a competitor and you've got to be a fighter. And I just kind of believe that there's there's a part of Brent sitting inside him that doesn't want to go out on a five win season. You know, he doesn't want to go out missing the playoffs. He doesn't want to go out without a shot at least at the Super Bowl, whether they win or not. You know, to at least play in the postseason, get into the tournament, and have the opportunity. You know, in the one and done format, to to try to get that ring that uh, that I believe, and I think most of his fans believe he deserves. Um, looking at his career so far, you know, if he does call it a career, thirty three interceptions. You know, very respectful career there. Uh, three this year, which uh, unfortunately is his lowest total since two thousand eleven, two thousand twelve. So two thousand twelve, his last year in Atlanta, only played one game. Um, so don't really count that, I guess. But two thousand eleven, he appeared in twelve games and uh, only secured one pick in, in that season. And then ever since leaving Atlanta, you know, uh, with with the Dolphins at three straight years of at least four interceptions, five in 2014, and then he had another four last year for the Buccaneers. So more more to come on that. Uh, uh, as you uh, as you heard him say himself again, that he's not going to leave everybody in limbo too long. So you know, as always, we're going to be keeping our ears open for that, our eyes as it were on social media, and uh, I'm sure you guys will too. So. Uh, for that and everything else, you know, keep coming back here to Locked On Bucks podcast and uh, keep heading over to thepeterplank.com and, and checking out some of the stuff we got there. We've we've had some changes happen at the website here recently, some exciting things, and, and we feel like we're going to uh, be able to provide you guys some real strong content during the offseason and into uh, the next training camp and regular season for 2018. So it's, it's right around the corner, right? Um, here we are in January. We've got eight short months until training camp opens. Uh, give or take so we will be here the uh, the rest of the way with you and we appreciate you guys coming in as always so for the last time today on the lockdown books podcast i'm your host david harrison once again you can find me on twitter at dh82 underscore bucks find uh, all of our our stuff on at the twitter uh, lockdown bucks twitter account and you can find us on the peterplank.com and at the peterplank on twitter thanks again for listening have a good one